to Sex in Iceland with me, your host, Sigurdur, an Icelandic sexologist. Well, hello. I've been gone a long time. Well, not gone so much as just been on vacay, you know, summer vacation in Iceland. Well, it wasn't really summer because we had a very wet summer and I don't mean this in a positive manner. It was cold, it was wet, and Icelanders are furious about the bad weather we had. Well, I was due to form. Of, of course, I managed to find some good weather and just stayed where that was. But it wasn't pleasant, people. But now I can't complain, because I am... And can you hear the tube playing next to me? I am in Oslo. Oslo is in Norway. From, because I know I have listeners from all over the world. Norway, um, it's a country that's kind of close to Iceland. Kind of, not really. Separated by an ocean and all that. But uh, it's stuck next to Sweden. So so Norway and Sweden, they like each other a lot. Well, actually, I don't know if they do. don't know if that's true. But at least they're stuck together. I'm here for a conference that's Sex and Samfun which is the Norwegian Sex Education Association. Mm-hmm. Heard that correctly. Ooh, I think they're going to start a free concert here. Oh, I love these kind of pop-up things. Um, they are having, like, uh, they have this um, lecture. No, no, I'm sorry. They have this conference um, around skamlusen. I'm probably not, com- like, I'm not saying this correctly. This, my pronunciation is probably slaughtering it, but uh, I think it's Skamlusendag, which is um, shameless day. So it's about relieving shame, because that's what that's what they're really about, relieving shame and free from shame. And they brought me over here to talk about female pleasure and closing the pleasure gap. The orgasm gap. Can we close it? Should we close it? How do we close it? And that's what I will try to do tomorrow at the conference, which will be streamed live on Facebook, on the Sex and Samfun um, Facebook page. But I think I will also share it, so I'll be somewhere on the internet. Um, but right now I'm just walking around Oslo. This is one of the perks of the job. I get to travel. And I love, 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 love traveling. And I've never been here before. And it's a very cool city, actually. It's not big, you know, kind of like Reykjavik. Um, but I think it is bigger than Reykjavik. And it has more stores, at least more international stores, that, you know, those big brands. But it looks really cute. And the weather's super nice. It's, like, really warm and cozy and sunny. And people are sitting outside, enjoying drinks. Whereas in Iceland, it's it's like you have to start wearing your hat and your scarf and some like mittens and I think I even wore wool socks over the weekend yeah people that's the way it is in Iceland now so and I don't really know where I am I don't know what I'm looking at um oh United Nations is that what that is no I don't have no idea what it is oh you lehuset oh my god I think that means Christmas oh I love Christmas stores. Oh, this is just one of those typical, I think, um, gift stores. You know, I have them in Iceland as well. And it seems that some of the produce is just like copy-paste and feels like 
these stores all have the same things. Everything looks the same, and it's the same in every freaking country. But actually, this one looks a little, a little cuter. This one looks a little bit more authentic, and it's really cute. There's a lot of cute stuff here. Not that I will be purchasing anything, seeing as I have a really, really small bag. Oh, here are trolls. You can't go to Norway without having trolls, even though they actually did bring the trolls into Iceland. I mean, we have a troll history, but these trolls, these are really Norwegian trolls that we have in Iceland, you know, to be fair. But this is cool anyways. I mean, it's a cute little place. Ooh, what is this? Sinnatagen, angry boy. And it's this statue. Oh, I gotta, I gotta snap a photo of this and I'll put it with this. Um, This will be the photo of the podcast. Um, It's about this little angry toddler, if you will, who's naked, has his little pee-pee out and everything. And he's stomping his foot and he's he has his fists all clenched and he's like about to get have a tantrum oh this is something i might need to get this is like freaking hilarious and then of course there's monks am i saying that currently edward munk mink mink i don't know man his scream you know that's norwegian but i think i have to get this is this is like this is hilarious angry boy it's quite it's quite heavy as well but this is just way too funny i might have to see how long they're open maybe i'll just buy it later but this is just too funny to have at home. I'll buy it. All right. You wore me down. So I'm buying a souvenir from a souvenir shop. So what? I'm just one of those people. But anyways, so the conference is tomorrow. I just arrived this afternoon. And I've been walking between shops. And I had a lovely dinner. Met this American couple. We got to chatting, had a really interesting chat about, um, well, they have everything with Munk here, even, you know, like ladles and stuff. It's kind of cool. Oh, they have Munk napkins even. That's funny. Um, ooh, here's something for me. Oh, my God. They have these trays. And if anybody knows anything about me, I am a tray fanatic. Like, I love my little trays, you know, like um, having stuff should I buy it in black and white or should I buy it in color? I'm leaning towards color. I love having little trays all over the house. And I love serving on trays. Like trays are totally... Ooh, there's a troll tray as well. Trays are totally my thing. And here's this angry boy on a tray. But it's not as cute and attractive as this actual statue. Oh, this is just weird. But oh my god, that's such a cool... Okay, sorry. I'm sorry that I knocked... All the other souvenir shops, because this one is actually kind of cool, people. This one is actually very, very nice. And it's expensive as well, so I guess that's why it's super nice and has all these things I like. So I'm not going to be buying clothes, I'm going to be buying things for my home. And I actually found something that was nicer than Monk, so I might have to find something else with Monk on it, because... This is actually way cooler, this tray that I found. Oh, some, I think, Japanese tourists just entered. You might hear that in the background. Um, so what was I telling you guys? Yeah, oh, the American couple that I met. Oh, there were two. Oh, here we have the puffin. I was saying, are they going to have a puffin? Because that's totally Iceland's thing. So guess what, Norway? You're stealing our souvenirs. You have the puffin. The puffin was supposed to be ours. But here I can tell you have, you have it. This little super nice store has the puffin. 
damn you, super nice store. Oh, and so cute baby clothes. Oh, and really nice sweaters. Anyway, gotta focus, gotta focus. Can't be buying everything. Yeah, so I had this really nice American couple that sat next to me in this little tiny restaurant that I ended up in after being almost starved, after almost starving to death whilst walking everywhere and not being able to commit to one place to eat. This is always my issue on each and every travel I take. I can never freaking decide where I will eat. So I end up walking around and around and I always end up in a crappy restaurant that I'm really unhappy about the food, but it's just like out of necessity because I'm about to die from hunger. But you know, that's actually not really, that was not really the case. You know, I was staying from hunger, but the restaurant was nice. So like, I can't knock it. It wasn't perfect, but it was like, okay. And I met this really nice American couple there. Oh my goodness, I see Christmas ornaments on the lower level. I will need to go there. That is a fact. So I met this really nice American couple. Didn't manage to get their name, you know, true to Icelandic form, not asking their names. And we were chatting about the states and the state of things in the states. And we had a really, really amazing chat. And they um, suggested that I should, I think the word is su succeed, succeed. I'm not sure what the word is. Oh, anyway, they suggested that I become Dr. Ruth's um, next person. Yeah, I should, what do you would call it? I should not succeed, but um, like get the hand, take the torch from her, be the next Dr. Ruth. And they're like, you should contact her. You should ask her, like, hi, can I be the next Dr. Ruth? And I thought was, that was quite funny. Um, I don't, I'm not sure that's something that I will do. Oh, this Christmas story is cute. We have a similar one in Iceland, so I don't see the reason to buy anything here to have it break on my way home, seeing as we have all these kinds of things at home as well. But it is cute. Don't you just, like, love a good Christmas store? Doesn't it get you each and every time? Besides, I always, like in July, have a craving for Christmas songs. Each and every July, I find myself turning on the Christmas tunes, humming along. And Christmas is not even my favorite holiday. Like, by far, my favorite holiday is Halloween. And I'm already thinking about how... I Like, I made the... I did the event for the party um, yesterday. People are like, um, it's in the end of October. We're just starting September. And I'm like, yep. That's exactly my point. It's only like two months away and I haven't done a Facebook event. So that's why I'm doing one now. I'm so sorry for the short notice. But people are like, mm, yeah, that's not what we meant. So Halloween is really my favorite. Like, I love Halloween. But I like Christmas as well. And I mean, I'll decorate at least a month before. And I love when you see in October all the Halloween-y stuff. So that's what I miss about the States. And I mean... You know the reason I can't go over there at the moment, the way things are and everything. Oh my god, they have this hilarious sticker here with two elks or elk and a moose, a moose, yeah, a moose humping reindeer. Like, why would you do that? Why would you have a sticker of a moose humping reindeer? These Norwegian people are strange. You heard it from me. If you ever go to Norway, just, you know, you have been warned. Like, I have told you that this is to be expected here. Oh, there's a really cute onesies. And my baby's, like, too big for them. They are super sweet. And he would look so cute in it. But again, 
is almost too big for it. Like it would fit for I think three more months. Yeah, three more months and it's uh, 500 Norwegian kronas. Yeah, we're not doing that. No, we're not. So if you're interested in going on a tour of Oslo with me, welcome. Yeah, so to continue on with the Oslo podcast, here I am at, I'm wondering if it's like, it looks very um, university-ish, but it has this cool moon clock and a cool, stat- cool statue and this um, swan fountain kind of thingy. And it's right by the water. Kunsterfor... Ooh, and there's a 7-Eleven. Oh, Kunsterforbund or something like that. And now you're thinking, oh, and Lille, Lille Sumo. It's probably a sushi place. Now you're thinking, why is she excited? But there are 7-Eleven. Well, here's the thing that you probably don't know about Iceland. We do not have a 7-Eleven. We have a 10-Eleven. And that, my friend, is not a 7-Eleven. So it's not that I'm excited about a 7-Eleven. It's just I didn't realize it was a 7-Eleven. I just saw some really cool um, dispensers of candy. And that, to me, is just like, I am sold. Gotta love my dispensers of candy. So yeah, traveling by myself. Enjoying the scenery. Um, so you're probably asking, so what will you be talking about tomorrow? And, well, I, I've, I've done the slides, of course I have, but I'm still like, open to, like they're kind of, I wouldn't say, you know, Ninjago. I wouldn't say they're open to interpretation, but still. You know, not that they're open to interpretation, but they're open to... Like, I can go any which way that I really feel like. Because they don't, they, they have actually more text than I usually put on your average slide set. But, um, and that actually just kind of happened because I really wanted to answer or ask, ask more questions than I actually answered. And that might seem, seem counterproductive. You might be like, but wait, weren't they getting you here to... Um, Get, some, get them some answers and actually I think sometimes you need the important questions more than you really need the answers if you, if you think about it because you need the dialogue going and you know I have this room full of specialists and thinkers and I would think haha I would think that I would need to like I don't know give them an energy boost so they would take the conversation further instead of just relying on my answer so uh, what I really like to do in these kinds of conferences is like start a debate so I don't need people to agree with me I don't need people to be like oh la di da oh isn't she clever with all her little theories and all her little research no that's not actually I think my purpose my purpose is to throw out ideas, ask questions, and get all these people who are so clever and know so much to, to really get the wheels turning in their own house. Oh, people eating Chinese food. And the dad has the baby in like a carrier in front of him, and he's like, the baby's sleeping, and he's like trying to eat. Oh, I can relate. Well, right now I'm just holding souvenirs, you know, no baby, but still. Um, so that's, that's what I really want to do tomorrow. I want to go over, like, what is the reality 
of being a woman and trying to have sex, trying to enjoy yourself, trying to enjoy others, trying to let others enjoy you. And it's just, it gets so convoluted and so complicated. And we have all these words now and the language that describes so much better and more accurately what people are going through and how, you know, like one sexual encounter isn't just one, you know? Because you always have baggage and you're always, and everybody has baggage and you're bringing that in with you. That's why we talk about being triggered and all that stuff because I, I think, you know, even though you in your physical form and maybe in your conscious mind, you're like, okay, I'm here, I'm having sex with this person. But I think in reality, there is a lot going on as well. You know, all these issues of body shame, or just like, even not body shame, but just like body image, and then the performance. You know, am I performing for him, or am I performing for me? Is sex a performance? That's one of the questions that I wanted to ask in the conference. Um, and for who is it a performance? Because studies have shown that the female orgasm actually um, serves as like a masculinity reinforcer. When a woman has sex with a man, it actually reinforces his sense of masculinity when she orgasms. And that's why, or that's at least one of the theories, why it's quite common for women to... Um, hi, okay, not saying hi to me, to fake orgasms. It's both to finish like so the the partner doesn't feel bad about themselves and that's why men often place such such high um not expectations but demand for the female pleasure because they're in fact doing it for their pleasure so it's all convoluted and it's so like it's so heavy so like when can you ever just be like a sexual being totally free totally enjoying yourself and can you even do that when you're by yourself because then you have the shame and then you have the what am I allowed to think where should I do it what should I use and what if I can't bring myself to orgasm then I feel let down or I'm no good and there's all this stuff that mixes into it and also I, I ask the question which comes first um, arousal or pleasure you know do you need to be aroused to experience pleasure or can you start with pleasure and then get aroused and this might sound a bit strange but you're like wait what that doesn't make any sense but this is just the type of questions that I want to be asking and I want to see I want to get these minds talking so I'm hoping that we really start the conversation by like shaking the room and also just asking like I did in one of those po these podcasts we did um I did an episode on what is sexy because I've really been thinking a lot about this and that's one of the question I pose like what is sexy how do we construct what is sexy and I go through the um, current sexual script for women on how many partners they're allowed to have and you have to be sexy but not slutty and you have to want sex but not with too many partners or too much of it or too often or at least not more than your partner and it's all this it's just it feels so heavy and I'm often wondering like how can we um how can we lighten the conversation and I had I did an interview the other day for the other podcast from one sexologist to another did an interview with a Godele Likens from um, Netherlands and she had some really amazing points go check it out if you have time she had some really amazing points 
on why sex ed is so important because all the things that I'm going to be talking about tomorrow, actually, you could have talked about in sex ed. So it could have been dealt with so much sooner. And not just for women, but like for men as well. So we're talking about it from each and every side. And it's not, you know, narrowed down to one sex or one gender or one type of people or one group of people or whatever. It's just like, here's the message. Everybody needs to learn this. And, you know, the script, ugh, the heteronormative script of intercourse. I'm telling you, each and every time I get an email from um, often a male, a male person, on my Facebook page, often or not, they're asking about penis size and they're asking about intercourse. And when I'm like, what about other types of sex? They're like, what are you talking about other types of sex? Where should I be putting my penis? So I'm like, what about her pleasure? What about her pleasure? Exactly. So it's, it's like we're so backwards in so many matters and there's, it feels like there's such a road ahead. It's like, it's exciting times, but sometimes it feels like, oh my God, are we ever going to get there? And how are we going to get there? And who's going to get there first? Because we know who's there <laughs> and we know who isn't. So that's what I, I'm going to be talking about tomorrow. The shopping street is really crowded. Now. I see, I see um, Fjallreven, which is, of course, a Norwegian brand. Very popular. And some girls hanging out, handed out, handing out something that's called good for me. I don't know what it is, but apparently it's good for me. Um, but I don't think I'll be going to Fjallreven. I think that would bust my budget, even though it is super nice. But I can totally see that this is going to be quite lively here. And I like that. This is sometimes like, this is, they're, only, they're only recent, like in recent years, you've gotten this in Reykjavik. We have this buzz, like a lot of people downtown, walking everywhere. Like this is relatively new to Iceland um, because, you know, not that many tourists came there and you don't have that many people living there. So it just, it always feels kind of, I don't know, there's something exciting about having this buzz of people downtown and music and all these different things happening. Um, yeah, so I don't know, I'm a little bit stressed. Not too stressed, you know, but a little bit. I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know how it's going to be. I think it's like a 300-person conference. It's probably going to be. It's going to. It's going to be something. It's going to be different. I promise you that. This concludes this week's episode of Sex in Iceland. You can find us wherever you want to listen to your podcast and on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and on S I G A D O G G dot com. That's sigadag dot com. See you guys later. <laughs>